Welcome, everybody, to What I Didn't Tell My Therapist. Hello to everyone. We're having Lauren Harsh Bazinski. She's a cat behaviorist, and we're going to be talking about all the things that about cats, because cats are so important to quality of life, especially your, yours and mine, right? A beautiful conversation with many, many great points and mm. with many suggestions and advices uh, yeah. when yeah. you have a cat next to you. Right. And she also reminds us that we have a mental health. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we forgot for this episode, we forgot uh, what this uh, podcast is about. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. You put our feet on the floor. Thank you so much. Exactly. Well, we're so happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So I'm like <laughs> freaking out a little bit, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> no, this is a place to freak out. We're all about mental health. Right. If I have a total breakdown and panic attack, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's you, a good place you, to have it, right? Right. You've got two. You've got two free life coaches in front of you that we can talk yeah, you yeah. down. <laughs> right. Good. Just breathe. Just breathe. breathe <laughs> I did do a little bit of breathing before I came up. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully you keep on breathing during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that would be important. <laughs> so here we have lovely Lauren Harsh Pazinski. Bazinski, yeah. Bazinski, yes, I messed it up. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. That was really good. <laughs> Impressive. Lauren Harsh Bazinski is a cat behaviorist who has been working for, with cats for nine years and is a mom to four feline fur babies. She knows firsthand the positive effects cat guardianship can have on our mental health, as well as the toll that cat behavior issues can take. Lauren's mission is to help cat parents have loving and stress-free relationships with their feline companions by learning to understand them and creating a lifestyle that promotes healthy behavior. Yay! <laughs> Hello, Lauren. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. We are yeah. so happy to have you here because I do have three cats. Lila has one. <laughs> so we are like, be ready to answer to thousands of questions. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is my job. I, like, I swear, that's the first thing that happens anytime someone learns that I'm a cat behaviorist. It's like, yeah. I've never heard of that. And then they're like, my cat. And they just launch yeah. into this. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get it. I'm prepared. <laughs> so do you have like an alternate career identity that you bring up at parties so you don't have to? <laughs> you know, I should. I really should, but I don't. I'm gonna have to come up with something now. Something just really mundane and boring. Like I'm yeah. just like a checkout person. I'm an accountant. Yeah, I'm oh, an no, accountant. an accountant's <laughs> boy, people will ask you tax questions. That'd be even oh, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I thought accountant. Too. Maybe like an insurance broker, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> asking. <laughs> yes, definitely. I have to come up with a list and see what works the best, you know. <laughs> what I know, because I've worked with you, 
I had a wonderful consultation call, which answered all my questions. My dog and my cat are getting along beautifully. I mean, they're not really getting along. They're just giving each other distance and not fighting, which to me is wonderful. That's a win. As far as I'm concerned, like that's a win. You know, they're not trying to kill each other. (laughs) Yeah, As long as they're tolerating each other. Exactly. They don't seem to be, um, yeah, like the dog just backs away um, or is oblivious to my cat. And my cat's just very interested, but now she's starting to be like, eh, it's just this big fluffy creature that I don't understand. Right, right. She's starting to get used to the presence. It's not so interesting anymore. It's just like, meh, it's just you. It's fine. <laughs> so That's how good. Would you, how would, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. And, and, you know, I did implement some of the, the suggestions you had. Um, I was walking the dog a lot. So that when I got home, um, cause I got it from Humane Society, the dog was rubbing against my pants. So my cat smelled my pants as they do. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my, my promo for the brilliance of uh, working with, with Lauren. So how would you describe what a cat behaviorist does? I think the best way to describe it, it's funny, is like a cat sleuth or a cat detective. I know a lot of people, um, they'll refer to me as like a cat psychologist. And of course, you know, I have to understand how a cat's mind works. So I guess to some extent, like I get that. But really, my job is more like being a detective. You know, mainly I just listen and ask a lot of questions, you know, a lot of really purposeful questions that are just aimed at getting to the root of the problem. I don't like to treat symptoms is what I say. I don't like to treat symptoms. It's always getting to the root of the problem. And that's how you're going to have like lasting, you know, healthy behavior rather than just like trying to put a bandaid on it all the time. That's never going to work. So yeah, that's the best way to explain it. It's just you know, I ask a lot of questions, get to the root of the cause. I definitely have people send me a lot of videos typically because I'm not there, especially since COVID, I'm not there in person to see what's going on. So it's really important that I can see the body language because I'm going to see something really different than what my clients would see, you know, when they look at their cats. So typically that's how it goes. I mean, we have our first consultation and I'll ask a lot of questions. They'll send me a bunch of videos, you know, and then from there, I'll create the behavior plan, depending on, you know, what's going on. And then it'll just be like, okay, here's the first steps we're going to take, or you're going to take, essentially, you're the one doing the work. I can give you all the tools, but you got to do the work. So It's just like, here's the steps you're going to take and then we'll reassess, you know, and I'll be here in the meantime to support you and answer any questions or change anything in the behavior plan that may need changing. Because that's like another thing too is in this work, nothing is set in stone. You know, I can't just give someone a surefire answer that's like going to work 100% of the time. You may have to try something and it may not work and then we'll have to try something else. And that's just part of it. And I think that's part of just the the relationship like between you know people and between animals and anything anything you have a relationship with is going to be that way you know you're going to have to meet in the middle somewhere and find like a common ground does that wow. make sense is that does that explain it <laughs> but from where it started like when you wake up and said okay 
I wanted to be this. I don't know that there was ever like a moment that I really woke up and was like, oh, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I think it was like, it just kind of slowly happened. You know what I mean? So I did not grow up with cats at all. I My mom was severely allergic to cats. I always had animals growing up though. I was in 4-H. I had a bunch of rabbits. I had a lot of exotic animals too. I had like dagoos. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. Um, I've had a snake at some point, rats, chinchillas, but never a cat. So, wow. uh, so when I was 19 and I was living on my own, I was technically not supposed to have a cat, right? So I was in this house, I was living in this house and the landlord didn't allow pets. But at the time I was going over to a friend of mine's house all the time. I was 19, so I was like smoking a lot of pot. And um, so I'd go over there and hang out, you know, in the garage and whatever. And one day they had a cat, like a pregnant cat got dropped off at their house and they lived. I don't know if you guys are like familiar with Michigan at all, but that's where I'm from is Michigan. And they lived like in the middle of cornfields. And so someone just came out in the middle of nowhere and just like dropped off this pregnant cat. And so he ended up taking care of her. He didn't let her in the house, but she would just hang out in the shed with us, do her thing and he'd feed her. And she had her kittens. And eventually I just bonded to this one kitten. Of course. I mean, I loved them all. They're all cute, but I just bonded to this one kitten and I wanted to take her home, but I was like, there's no way I can take her home because my landlord doesn't allow cats so, or doesn't allow pets at all. But what ended up happening is in that region, there are a lot of coyotes and coyotes started coming onto the property and they started picking off the cats. <laughs> so yeah, and he adopted a few out. So that was good at least. But I made a decision right then. I was just like, okay, like if this cat is, is there... I'm going to take her home because I like, I want her. And she ended up disappearing for like a week or two. And she came back and she had this huge, like whole hole in her neck, I guess that's what they called it. And it was just like this massive, like open wound. And so I ended up taking her home, you know, and taking care of her. And I just fell in love with her. I mean, <laughs> I fell in love with her. And I think that like what most people think, which I thought at the time for sure was, okay, I'm going to take this cat home and I'm going to give her like a litter box and some little fuzzy mouse toys. And we're going to be happy and live happily ever after. And she's going to be my cat. And uh, that did not work out at all. <laughs> I think that that is like one of the number one things that I'm trying to like change in people's minds is like, okay, your cat it needs stuff, you know, it's not just like this animal that doesn't need anything, which is such a common, you know, misconception in our wow. society is that cats just don't need anything special. You know, it's just a cat, but yeah. So, so she ended up like having all these scratching issues and I started to really, like I said, realize that I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know anything about cats. And I think that most people don't know anything about cats, even if you have them and uh, no judgment or anything. But I think that that's just the way it ends up being. So I just started doing research. And the more I learned, the more like I wanted to know. It just became like this 
black hole that I just got sucked into of like this cat world. And eventually I ended up rescuing a second cat, Ellie. (laughs) And yeah, I just have like this soft spot apparently for, for wounded animals. So so she had, she had been abandoned at a GM plant. My boyfriend worked at at the time and in Michigan and she had like these abscesses on her back and at the GM plant, there were these feral colonies of cats, but this cat just kind of showed up and she's like fluffy and white and clearly not like a feral cat you know what I mean and she would come to him and like lay on his lap and lay on his car and he'd give her pizza and like all this stuff and he just fell in love with her and then he got worried because she had the wounds on her back and he called me one night and like hey the cat remember the cat that I was sending you pictures of for like the last two weeks like no the cat lady doesn't remember that (laughs) of course I remember (laughs) um yeah and he felt that she was gonna not make it if you know if we didn't intervene and I definitely think that would have been the case in retrospect so we brought her home and it took a while I ended up just feeling her on her own I didn't even take her to the vet which is like I don't recommend that but um but I spent a lot of time with her and then when it came to trying to integrate her in with my other cat she was crazy I mean she was like as soon as she saw my cat Naya she just it was like a light switch went on and it was attack mode (laughs) there was like no timidness she would just see her and bam they were like in a fur flying like I'm going to kill you fight yeah it was terrifying but looking back I mean that was what really it, it really made me realize going through all that and trying to integrate her in the house and trying to find out what to do and why it was happening and you know all of these questions and all these things that was what really made me realize like, oh, like people need this, you know, (laughs) like, and I could not find a behaviorist. I couldn't find anyone to help me. I couldn't find the right information. You know, there's so much misinformation out there. And so I just, I had to do it all on my own. (laughs) It just like became all this trial and error. And there was just issue on issue on issue. And it actually took about a year to get her like integrated into the household. Oh, it happened. So that was good. At least they're friends now. (laughs) Maya literally hits her in the face now. So I mean, (laughs) we're good. (laughs) But yeah, that that was kind of what did it. And I don't know, there's no like black and white moment where I was just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It just became like, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) You know, and then I just had from there, it was like people would start asking me, like my friends and my family would start asking me questions about their cats and for other people's cats. And I just kind of fell into it. And I didn't even realize at the time that it was something that I could really dedicate my life to and create a career out of. But eventually, because I've always been this kind of free spirit, I think, and just trying to figure out like where my life was heading. And I tried out all of these different things. And on the side, I'm just like building this skill. And I guess in that aspect, it was kind of like one day I was like, Oh, my God, why am I not? Why am I looking elsewhere? This is obviously this is what I spend all of my free time on. 
This does not feel like work to me. I love doing it. And sometimes it feels like work, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just what I care about. So yeah. So I guess at some point there was a moment that it was like, okay, I'm going to make this into a career. Like once I realized that I could, and then I got certified and all that stuff from there. But that's what I started doing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Your story about the two cats attacking each other. Oh gosh. That brings back bad memories because I, my present cat is does not like other cat. We have so many cats around in the neighborhood and she's like, she'll run after them. I don't think she actually gets, she's smart enough not to actually fight, but she- Your dog or your cat? My cat. Oh, your cat, okay. My cat, like she's smart enough not to actually, well, my dog also like doesn't like other dogs, but doesn't mind cats. So it's weird. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I just have, I just have one of them. They are really like, I have three. So the first one, well, like I was one of those that didn't know what a cat was. So <laughs> my boyfriend, he had cats, um, but for me, it was my first experience. So I treated the first cat as a dog. So he was literally, I was throwing the, the little bow and he was taking back. Like I was at that point. Um, and then um, I left that cat for one week at my friend's house. And when I came back from this surgery, he was missing the dog that was in there with him for all the time because my friend has a dog and they just bonded together. They were both puppies. So I think that, you know. Puppy and kitten, right? Yeah, that was, he was a puppy kitten and the other one was a puppy, like literally a dog puppy. Um, so they really bond together. So when I separated, my cat started to meowing, like constantly meowing, meowing in search of the dog. So I said to my boyfriend, listen, I, I can't stand because <laughs> we need to take another cat. So basically the second cat, it was not even our cat. It was the cat of my cat. So we didn't <laughs> see the second one for probably two weeks because he was constantly with the other one they really bond together from the beginning that was amazing and then i had the set the third one and the first so my first cat so i would just give the name so river that is the first he's a proper cat meaning that he wants to be cuddled but if he doesn't want to be cuddled, he just look to you like, don't touch me, I'm gonna really bite you. The second <laughs> one is like, I am a ginger cat, don't touch me. Okay? <laughs> I will come to you just when I want. So, um, and the first one, uh, River, is the one that connects with both of them. So the last one, Storm, that is a, a female cat. Uh, when she arrived, River went to her like, hey, hello, this is the house. Come here. I will show you everything. Instead Aww. of the other one, he was hissing and oh, going God. and smelling like, what is that? <laughs> you know, and it took actually two weeks for him to, uh, to understand that there was another cat that now they are like best friends, you know, but I, there was the experience of him going to this little tiny white cat, looking to her and like, yeah. <laughs> you know? for sure. They don't care if it's kitten. Well, they don't. Like, God. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. 
unless it's like a maternal thing. I mean, cats will, which makes them unique. Cats will like help care for other cats' babies in like feral colonies, the, the females. So that like does make them unique. But other than that, no, they, if, if a cat is coming into their territory, they don't care if it's a kitten. Like they're like, for you, like, what are you doing here? That was definitely his uh, way. Like why you are a white cat and what you are doing here. (laughs) I don't want you in this house. You are not welcome. yeah well it sounds like your other cat is like a peacekeeper and it's funny because in like speaking of feral colonies that will happen where like in a feral colony they in any colony okay in a household as well cat groups of cats will create a group scent what's called a group scent and that's actually really really important so you know, the fact that you had a cat that was coming and like loving on this other cat and then bringing that scent mixed with its own to the other cat that was there, that probably was like your saving grace there, honestly, that it was like, okay, this is okay. We're going to kumbaya. We're all good. We're going to like integrate this all together. <laughs> That's cool. That is just incredible. Yeah. I always say to my boyfriend, literally, Riva, the first one, he's the peacemaker of uh, the family. Definitely. He's accept anyone. That is the crazy stuff. Like the other one day, I just like, "Mm, let me, let me smell it before. When you say there's a, that's a peacemaker, like cat, are there kind of roles in a colony that you could kind of like, if you went to a, a humane society? Because you, you mentioned in your blog that there's like over a million cats that go to these shelters and then mm-hmm. just close to you know, like a million and a half and then like 800 plus thousand that are euthanized. Yeah, nice. When you go to a shelter, is there a way to sort of assess their behavior to see if they might be a kind of an alpha cat in a shelter environment it's very different it's really hard to see a cat for who they truly are in a shelter environment because they're under so much stress typically that you're not going to see like their true selves you know what i mean like they're confident like this is my territory selves so that's kind of difficult. I mean, I think the best thing would probably be to talk to the shelter worker who like spends a lot of time with the cats and just see, you know, what they've observed uh, as far as like the interactions with the other cats. And I think it would depend too, because, you know, a lot of cats are kept separate. So yeah. that also makes it hard to to tell. Yeah. They don't want a big cat fight in the shelter. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and it's it's totally understandable it's a really difficult situation to have so many cats together so yeah unfortunately it's i yeah. can't like give a for sure answer on that it's just you mm. just don't see them for yeah who they are, you know yeah you being a cat whisperer <laughs> cat, cat whisperer <laughs> I get called that a lot. It's so funny. It's like, I'm not like whispering anything. I'm, I'm really just like looking, you know. There are people that they say that they're reading the thoughts of the, the cat. In fact, I, I made I made a call to Insight Timer is an app where they people present all sorts of spiritual teachers and 
-hmm. and there was an animal whisperer and Mm -hmm. she was actually she's in i think germany and she was saying i was asking her about my cat and my concern about bringing in another animal and Mm -hmm. she was like well bbg my cat doesn't really like to share her territory with anybody and and (laughs) and i already knew that i didn't tell her well you know she's like she'd be happier if it was just her (laughs) so like she just said something that it's so normal for a cat that's true they are territorial but my cat is particularly the thing is i grew up with cats and we just brought we didn't do the careful process of like keeping them away and we just like brought them in and let them deal with it and and somehow or other it worked out you know like we didn't we had like mini dramas but nothing like as intense as i had with bbg so it's interesting and you see these people with like proper cat ladies with like hundreds of cats and i'm like how are they how are they living (laughs) how are they doing that i don't even know how how is that possible some of those situations i don't know but i mean (laughs) but cats are so dependent on their territory so the main way that you would get so many cats like in a small space would be by giving them enough vertical space Mm. so that they have because cats don't like to share it's funny because cats actually do something called time sharing Mm. and so like they'll have kind of their spots of course they have their spots that are like the coveted spots and they'll like allow each other to have it for certain periods of the day (laughs) you know so a lot of them won't share necessarily like in the way that we would think but they do actually (laughs) so if you had a territory that was conducive to that that had like a lot of spaces that they weren't constantly fighting for like one specific spot it could definitely work and I do think going back to what you said about growing up where cats just fight it out you know that that's I hear that a lot just let them fight it out that would not have happened with Naya and Ellie let me tell you Naya would not be here so there's definitely instances most of the time where that's not going to work out but I know that that does work out sometimes where you can just put cats together And I think that because it's been so common that that kind of that idea gets stuck in people's head. So even when they're up against this like issue where the cats are always fighting, they have this idea like, oh, it's fine because growing up, my cats always just fought it out and then got along. So I think that it can cause issues even down the line where it's like it's been happening so long they've let it happen so long because they've held on to that idea that it becomes really hard to backtrack because once the cat just has that in its head like this cat is out to get me you know and then they end up living under the bed or in the closet or whatever it it's a lot harder to come back from that place than it is to come back from like just a couple of fights (laughs) you know what I mean exactly (laughs) yeah do you ever watch Jackson Galaxy's uh, My Cat from Hell, right? Yeah, I have watched him. It's been like years, but mm-hmm. that's funny because that's what I started doing when I first like got Naya. I think he had his first season out or something like that. And I watched, he had like two episodes, you know, and I started watching that and I was like, oh, like cats aren't what I, you know, how I thought yeah. they were. So it kind of planted the seed in there. Thank exactly. you, Jackson. For sure. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, exactly. When clients comes to you, what are the most common problems that they ask you to fix? Honestly, inner cat aggression and relationship issues with most behaviorists, if you ask them that question, it'll be like litter box trouble. For whatever reason, people come to me with cat aggression issues. And I maybe that's because like I share about it on my blog and I think it just connects with people because they just don't know what to do, <laughs> you know. So then they reach out to me about it, but yeah, by far honestly that's like what I end up helping people with is the the inner cat aggression trouble or trouble integrating someone into the home or something like that. I mean, I help with the other stuff, but definitely that's the most common for me. Yeah. But do you think it's because like, because well, now I understand more, Mike, like now I, I know that they are cats, they are not dogs. <laughs> so right. I respect them. <laughs> but to... though most people don't ever get there. <laughs> but, yeah. But do you think that the main problem of the aggression is not even the aggression because I think again is is the fact that as you said before the cat wants you in a certain moment and they want that spot in the certain moment they are not like dogs that you take and you cuddle all the time they will come to you or right. if they are open you can cuddle them do you think this is when there is all this, this aggression is because people don't read enough about cats like there are thousands of books about dogs but then when you look around there is nothing about cats yes a hundred percent i think i think that a lot of the issues that we have with cats are just like going back to that main point that we don't understand that cats are separate beings that need certain things. When you have a dog, you know, like your dog needs to go for walks. It needs to, you know, we have all these things that we just know that our dogs need. And I think with cats, it's just like in our society, it's funny because I made a reel on this the other day, like the two, um, the two stereotypes we have about cats, right? So, so number one is that it's just a cat and cats don't need anything in particular, you know, you can just throw them in the house and they're fine. Right. <laughs> and then when they have all these behavior issues, because we bring these wild animals into our houses, like cats, cats haven't been domesticated like dogs have. Dogs have been domesticated through like breeding and training and, you know, taming them for thousands of years. Cats have lived alongside humans for thousands of years, but we've never truly done anything to alter who they are. So they still share like 96% of their DNA with wild cats. So we're bringing these cats into our houses and they still retain like all of these, you know, instinctual like survival urges, you know, that that's literally what drives the cat. I mean, that's what I look at all the time is like, I think a lot of people's like look at their cats and they're looking at them like a dog or even like a person. My cat's mad at me. My cat's being spiteful. No, your cat, you have to take a step back and look at what is my cat feeling from a survival standpoint. If something is affecting their territory where they don't feel safe to a cat, that means like life or death because in the wild they're predator and prey. So they're preyed upon. So everything that they do is based off of that is based off like, okay, I, how can I be confident and safe in this territory? And if I don't feel safe, I'm going to pee on the bed. I'm going to, you know, like do all of these things. So 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I think a lot of it is just this base stereotype that that cats don't need anything and we don't understand them. And then instead of looking at that, we just rationalize it. And this is what I hear all the time too, is cats are just assholes. (laughs) So I literally hear that all the time. So it's like, you know, we, it can't be both. Cats can't just be cats and not need anything and be, you know, wonderful without needing anything. Right. And be assholes at the same time. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah. Does that answer your question? You did because when I was looking, again, I never had cat before. And when I was looking around for why he was walking in a certain way, why the tail was moving in another way, why um, he was looking in a certain way or why he was leaping with the belly up, mm-hmm. it was so difficult to find. Like, and even, even on Google, it was so difficult because everyone was saying something else. Like, yeah, because of this, because of that, because of this. Definitely yeah. because each cat is different from the other one, that's for sure. But it's so, uh, it's so difficult to find, but as you said, because um, they are wide. They are connected to the wideness that is outside, you know? And I think that they see you as the owner, for sure, because you are giving food. (laughs) But then they have an entire world for just them. And just if they want to, they they will be like, okay, so come to my world. But maybe today not, or in two hours, or things (laughs) like that. You know, but um, the, and that is, is so understandable because, again, I, I, I'm also when I say to people I prefer cats instead of dogs nowadays, nothing against the dogs, but I don't know, I find much more peaceful the cat instead of the dog. Cats, they're just assholes. I'm not having them, you know, they just scratch you, they just hiss to you. Well, not really, it depends on how you behave with that animal. You have to read the signals. Yeah. I mean, I. I grew up with cats, so I learned sort of the hard way (laughs) by like seeing like how like as a kid I would treat a cat and then their response. So it's like over over the years, like I'd understand that the the flat ears and the the twitching of the tail and the cat, you know, all the different like I pretty much understand the cat language. So it's pretty rare that a cat like I'd ever get scratch or anything because I'd see they usually have body signals that'll indicate it's funny now that I've gotten the dog BBG is actually friendlier to me (laughs) because she's got to reclaim her human (laughs) for sure yeah she's like oh hi before she she would be i would never call her an asshole but she'd be a little bratty i'll be she gets overstimulated like the petting thing so what is that when you're petting a cat yeah they just get overstimulated for sure and i think i mean going back to what jude was saying like you should definitely give yourself some credit for that because i think a lot of people they just kind of want what they want from cats because they're so used to dogs. And then when cats don't give it to them, then they get mad, right. <laughs> you know, and then and that's when they start calling them names or, you know, whatever, creating this idea in their head about their cat. That's not true at all. So definitely give yourself credit because I think that that's like one of the most important things is just being respectful of your cat and learning 
learning their body language a hundred percent. I mean, every single client that I have, that is one of the first things that, that I have them do is like practice every single day reading their body language and you will start to understand them so much better, you know, and especially if you're getting scratched or bitten or it's like you're pushing them past their point and you're not being respectful. And it's again, like no judgment. I think we just get so used to it that we just don't even realize. Sometimes you need someone to step in and be like, okay, you know, you need to back up and like take a look at what you're actually doing here. So, so you yeah. would say that with cat parents that you're the biggest problem is them just not really understanding cats. I think that's the biggest thing is like just this disconnect that we have between us and our cats, you know, and I get so many different kinds of cat parents, but you know, they always love their cats. It's like, it's just, they look at them in different ways. (laughs) They they kind of assign different, like different reasons to their behavior. (laughs) You know what I mean? Some people will assign like dog dog logic to their behavior and some people assign like I said human logic to their behavior and that's almost worse sometimes I think that's almost worse (laughs) your cat's not like puking on your bed because you left for a day you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) calm down (laughs) yeah do you think that when you take a cat as a puppy or oh, kitten. Kitten. kitten, kitten. Sorry, kitten. Yeah. <laughs> because in Italian is the same thing. Uh, as a kid, like when you have as a kitten, they change the behavior. Like is like, and you can change that behavior as well. Or is something yeah. I dream about <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> no, to some extent. Yeah, because my cats, they don't buy. They, I did. I don't think they, they even know how to take the clothes off and do anything. They and 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 my friend that has, she took a cat from the shelter, so it was like already an an adult cat. Instead, mm-hmm. just, again, he go in all aggression just because she doesn't understand the body language. But my cats, they don't even know. But because when they tried as kitten. I was saying no. I would just change the tone of the voice, so they were like, "Okay," and so, because you know, with the dogs, it's like this again. There, I thought they were dogs, <laughs> but do you think that like it, it happened? This like if you take them as a kitten? Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the main reasons that people like to get kittens. I mean, other than like they're super adorable, you know, everybody yeah, loves a yeah. kitten. Yeah. How can you not love a kitten? So kittens are much more influenceable. When they're a kitten, that is when they are developing their social skills. And when a kitten plays with another kitten, especially, that's when they really develop like those, they start to understand those social cues. And that's why it's so important to have like litter mates together, at least for a certain period of time. But when they play fight and stuff, and they bite too hard or something like that. And the other kitten yells or cries or runs away. Even mom, you know, if they piss mom off enough, she'll either smack them or turn around and walk away. And they start to really understand what's going on. You know, like, oh, okay. They start to see that line. Like I I pushed a little too far. So definitely if you get a kitten at that stage of their life, um, you're going to be able to have more influence over that for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. That that's something that is, you know, the allure kind of getting a kitten. And I know like a lot of people get them for for that reason uh, from shelters. Like they'd rather have a kitten than some cat that's already has all of these <laughs> behavior issues. But there's always also drawbacks of having a kitten, you know, and then there's positives as well of getting an, an adult cat because as a kitten, they're going to have so much more wild energy. They're going to get into everything. They're going to bite cords. They're going to, you know, it's like having a crazy little toddler who who's like this big and can get into everything, you know? <laughs> um, but if you get an adult cat, you're not going to have those issues, but you may have some behavior issues that come along with it that you just got to learn how to, <laughs> you know, you got to reach out to me apparently. Yeah. I've adopted uh, senior cats and actually had pretty good experience with that. And maybe just from my years of growing up with cats, I could kind of assess them a little bit, at least to how they responded to me. Going back to the whole idea of feral cat colonies, and then I think of dog packs, like how how are the relationships different? how would you look at them differently? You know, like how they relate to each other and so forth. Yeah. So cats are very different. They're not pack animals. So dogs, they hunt in packs. And I think that's like, that's one of the main things. And that's why people think that cats are solitary because they're actually solitary hunters. They don't hunt in packs, but they're not just solitary beings. they like I said, live in colonies in the wild and dogs, they have a hierarchy that's very like set. They have like the alpha and I don't really know that much about dogs. I'm not going to like lie to you and just sit here and be like, oh yeah, I know so much about dogs. I grew up with dogs, but, and I love dogs, but as far as like my expertise on dogs, it's very small, but I do know that, you know, they have this pack mentality and that's why like a dog will follow you around the house and want to spend every moment with you because they have that pack mentality. And that's just, that's like the way it is. That's their safety. You know, it's like being with their pack. And with a cat, cats, well, I'll say a few things. Instead of finding safety in humans, cats find safety in their environment. And that is very, very important to understand. Because if something is wrong with their environment, that's when they're going to start having behavior issues. Um, of course, with relationships and everything too, but that is one of the most important things to look at is environment. And if you have a cat that's too like attached to you and that doesn't find safety in their environment, but if they don't find safety in their environment and they're too attached to you, that's very, very unhealthy for a cat. And again, they're going to like display quite a few behavior issues from that. But as far as their relationship between other cats, cats have a hierarchy as well, but it's not like set in stone like a dog. It's not like, here's the top cat, here's the second cat, here's the third cat. With cats, it's all dependent on individual relationships. Mm -hmm. So between these two cats, it could be that this is the top cat and you know what I mean? But between these other cats that cat might be lower than this cat. Does that make sense? It's like, it's more complicated. It's, it's more like people. Honestly. Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking. I've, I've heard though, and that maybe this is, this feels right, at least from my relationships with cats and, and dogs that 
between a human and a dog, it's like ideally the human, the, the, the dog okay. parent is like the boss, basically. Yeah. It's like, whatever you want, boss. And the last thing you don't want is the dog to be the boss, which sometimes that's when there's behavior problems. So it's more of if there's behavior problems, it's more that interpersonal thing than the environment necessarily. And with a cat, it's more like you're their mom. And so cuddle, 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 and then fuck off, mom. <laughs> I want to do my own thing. <laughs> yeah, well, they solicit that attention, you know, when yeah. they want it, yeah. but it's only when they want it. Right. You know, <laughs> because again, like they're not dependent on you for their safety. You know, yeah. they're not happy like a dog is for to feel okay with themselves. Cat's gonna love you when they want you, and then they'll go do their own thing. And yeah. honestly, that's something that I really love about cats. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just they keep you wanting more, right? That's so why I have four. I just go for right. one. But I know <laughs> that's the thing. That's that's <laughs> not why, but it's definitely a perk for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons why I wanted another cat or another fur baby is because. I couldn't depend on BBG to provide all my needs for cuddles. <laughs> I very, totally get that. Very selfish, but she doesn't <laughs> want any other cats. Um, yeah. And so I don't like, I know there's other questions. We will have you on again sometime if you like. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like? to share with our audience your audience like a very important message just something like important that you want people to know you know about cats or your services or anything like that pretty tall order (laughs) (laughs) a couple of them then (laughs) i guess going back real quick did we even talk about like the mental health we we didn't yet no and that is important (laughs) yeah i just want to mention that especially because this is like a mental health podcast right is that cats uh i'll just kind of like breeze over it real quick no no take your time take your time take your time take your time because this is important it is important but i just wanted to say that cats definitely have a really big impact on people's mental health people will get cats now especially for like as therapy animals you know, that they'll work through, they help a lot with like PTSD and depression and anxiety. And I know that during COVID, a lot of people were adopting, um, you know, more animals, including cats, because they just felt so isolated. And, you know, animals really help with that, that mental health and help you like not feel so lonely and depressed. And like, you're just, you know, isolated in your house by yourself. Um, I mean, of course, with that became like, came more behavior issues, unfortunately, especially when people start returning back to work, and it kind of throws the cat's day off. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that that cats are like, pretty amazing for your mental health, as long as you're kind of providing them what they need and not like dealing with all these super stressful behavior issues. But also, I wanted to say something that I thought like, is interesting. And I thought you guys would find interesting is that cats, cats purr at different frequencies, right? So they have these different purrs for different things. Um, And I think it's from like, 25 to 140 hertz is like the frequency cats can purr at a frequency that actually 
has been proven to help like heal bones and joints and wounds and stuff like that. And they do it for themselves. So that's why if a cat is in pain or sick or even, I mean, as sad as it is, a lot of cats like that are in the last days of their lives will purr. And of course it brings like a a comfort aspect to them because it's like Mm -hmm. self-soothing. But also like that frequency actually does do something, you know? So I think that's pretty amazing that your cat, like, and cats are very intuitive, right? So they know when you don't feel good. Yeah. And so they will literally like come to you and, you know, purr with you. Well, not with you, but purr by you, right? (laughs) I purr with my cat sometimes. (laughs) You can purr with them if you want. Um, But yeah, and they'll emit this frequency that actually like literally helps heal you. So it's pretty amazing. And owners also of cats have also seen, they've seen lower blood pressure in people that own cats. I wanted Mm -hmm. to mention that as well. So is there any special training that a cat needs to do to become like a comfort animal or do they just pick a personality? Like they look for a cat with a particular kind of personality. Like, um, I I think there's like a certification process that you have to go through to get, I mean, unless you, you know, if you want them to be like a legitimate, like you can take them anywhere therapy animal, if you're just getting them because you think that that will help you, obviously that's, Mm-hmm. a personal choice and that's totally fine you know yeah. but as far as legally getting them certified as a therapy animal uh there's like a process oh right yeah i was just yeah i was just wondering like i know that dogs go through like a training process to become like a service dog and i was just wondering if there was a training process for a cat to learn i don't know yeah i'll be honest i don't know it'd be interesting um, yeah I don't know if because a therapy animal would be different than like a service animal. Right. So I'm not sure. I'm going to have yeah. to look into that now. Yeah. I've done a lot of it. Just animals. it reminds me there's a, a question I have in my head about male and female cats because for me, I feel like female cats are a little more. I hate to be like sexist. <laughs> But they I seem mean, a little female more... and male cats have different hormones, you know, they're yeah, gonna different... right. They seem more neurotic, whereas a, a male cat, if they're neutered, well, that's just what I'm talking about. After not not a tomcat, but male cats seem a little more mellow and a little more cuddly. I don't necessarily think that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like a huge debate. It's I guess it's just been my experience where yeah, I found yeah. like you know, the male cats have been like, oh, just love me. Whereas like female cats are like, on my own time. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people that have thought that. Um, it's funny, though, because, you know, I have two boys and two girls. Yeah. And one of my boys, man, he is the most neurotic little thing. <laughs> he has so much anxiety. I mean, he uh-huh. just like, we have a cat wheel. And we got it specifically for him. (laughs) Before bed, he'll just like start running on the wheel and he'll walk around and cry and he'll want pets and then he'll run around. And, you know, so I definitely, I mean, with him for sure, that's definitely not true. (laughs) And he's had a history of like spraying and um, like litter box issues. So that's something that I've dealt with as well. <laughs> I've dealt with a lot of cat behavior problems, like personally. So, so I get it. It's like, it's a struggle. Um, yeah. 
like with my latest cat it you know we didn't even uh go to the indoor outdoor cat cat um debate which i pref i actually prefer not to touch because i know that i don't have the same opinion as you <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine that's totally fine but my, my cat opinions. Yeah, my cat actually, she doesn't like using the litter box. She prefers to go outside. So I lit I don't, I literally don't need to use a litter box. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I have them there. She'll use them if she's inside and can't get outside. Mm -hmm. But she just, for whatever reason, she's just decided that she's kind of like going to be a dog, like a dog and go outside, which is something that was surprising to me that she you know, made that choice. Yeah. I can tell you the reason if you want to know. <laughs> okay. Oh, to like mark the territory. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's definitely, yeah. she's out there marking, marking it up. Like, you must <laughs> believe. She's like, this is my house. This is my yard. Like, don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah. Or she's there. like this, this is important. I'm not going to do it inside. I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> That's yeah. because she's, she's so territorial that mm -hmm. she does it outside. Good, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And as long as she's fixed, I mean, you know, if yeah. she was not spayed, that would create like a big issue because you would just, you would attract every tomcat. Oh, no. <laughs> 10 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not that far, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember as a little girl, the first cat that we had that wasn't fixed, it was just like mommy what what's this cat doing it's like <laughs> with a little yeah, butt in the air yeah. and just yowling and i'm like what's going on <laughs> yeah that is not fun when they yell all night long for like a week straight oh my gosh no 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 like an unspayed cat is really a trip well especially like an unneutered like an intact male i mean right exactly and they're you can't have them inside Right. And they just go, they're so aggressive. So besides the fact of like not wanting to have lots of extra kittens that you can't take care of and take them to the shelter, they're just annoying as hell when they're not fixed both on both sides. Like annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, a male cat, if you keep a male cat intact inside, they're going to spray all over everything. Yeah, and cat well stop. diamonds don't last forever but cat pee does <laughs> yeah it sure does you gotta use the right cleaner if anyone's listening that has cat cat urinary problems like not urinary tract issues but if they're peeing outside of the litter box use a proper cleaner that has right. a protein like that breaks down the protein they yeah. have certain enzymes in them because you can if you use other cleaners sometimes it can set it in there it's important they're not going to stop if you don't get if you don't get it cleaned up properly. Do you have any suggestions? I mean, we we're not sponsored or anything, so it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. I use Nature's Miracle. Yeah, it's like a pretty base one. Yeah, Oof, there's so many questions. We could just have you on for hours. <laughs> Jude, do you have any burning questions left for? Well, I have thousands, so <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have I... to hire hire her. <laughs> well, I'm happy to answer anything, yeah. but you're but the, the only question is, when you have more than one cat, or better, if you are a couple and you have one cat or three or four, whatever it is, is it true that they choose somehow the owner 
because let me just explain. So my female cat is much more attached to me. So she doesn't want to be touched by my boyfriend. She literally looked to him like, man, don't touch me. But mm. instead mm. with me, she she likes to be touched or she comes ev everywhere that I go. It's a sort of, you are mine. Instead of the other two, uh, they are much more connected to my boyfriend. They know that they need me because I am the one giving the food, but <laughs> they definitely prefer also during the night to sleep with him instead uh -huh. of being the middle. They have this thing of choices as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, for sure, for sure. I mean, even my crazy cat that I was talking about, Doja, yeah, his name is Doja. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah, he just, he loves my my boyfriend. I mean, and I'm the food giver, you know, and I'm the player and I'm everything. And he loves me. He still comes to me, you know, he still lets me pet him. He still cuddles with me. But man, as soon as my boyfriend wakes up in the morning, Doja's right there. You know, he wants to be on his lap. He's crying for his attention. If he's running on his wheel, he wants daddy to pet him. You know, like, so yeah, for one reason or another, you know, whatever it is, they just mm -hmm. can bond to, you know, specific people. It could be the way that they smell. It could be the way that they pet you, you know, like it, there could just be all these little tiny subtle factors that have made that decision like for them or yeah. that they've made that decision based off of essentially. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely experienced that. I mean, when... When my mom was alive, we were both cat ladies. I think it's somewhere in our genetics. <laughs> and she, I remember she had one cat. She adopted one cat that was traumatized, a little kitten. And it would, even though it was fixed, it would pee everywhere. And I couldn't stand the cat because it would messing up the house. <laughs> but it was really bonded to her and she loved it. And then there was, she's had other cats that really loved her. And then I got one from a shelter that only was scared of everybody except me. So it sounds like you were saying how cats relate to each other in the cat colony. They choose their relationships. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. If there's fear involved, there's definitely things that you can do to help them get past that fear. So going back to what you're saying that your cat won't let your boyfriend touch him or her. I can't remember if you said it was like, it was a girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if there's like fear or something like that, that's something that can definitely be addressed. But if it's just kind of like, meh, I prefer, you know, this, this is my person, like I want him to pet me. I mean, it may like be kind of like, it hurts their feelings a little bit. You know? <laughs> and you can always experiment and just, I mean, I've literally had cat parents like watch each other and see like, okay, where do they sit? Where, how do they pet? Like, when do they stop petting? You know what I mean? And just look for these like subtle signs. But there have been instances too, where it's just the cat is super bonded to one person and they're like, afraid of almost the other person, or they kind of display some sort of like aggression toward that person. And those are certain things that can definitely be looked at. And there's different types of aggression going way back to what we were talking about way before there are different types of aggression. It's like aggression is never just cut and dry. You know, there's play aggression. There's like fear aggression. There's aggression. There's like the aggressor and the victim. So it just kind of depends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are things that can be looked at for sure. If you're, if you're wanting your cats to get more bonded to different people. Yeah.
Can you now share with us where people can find you and how they can contact you? Because I will be the first one in the... <laughs> yeah. As soon as you give everything, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Oh my gosh. That's really nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah. The main place that I am is Instagram. I mean, I have like my blog and all that stuff, but I'm on Instagram pretty much every day. And if you go to my link in my bio, it has, you can work with me. I have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group where people can come in and connect with other cat parents and they're welcome to ask me questions. And I post on there almost every day too. And I try to teach different things because that's not something that I see happening. I'm trying to get like this information out there and it is certain places, but I really want to like create this community where I'm in there like teaching and answering things and trying to help people really have these relationships and lives with their cats that they enjoy and that their cats enjoy um, instead of being stressed about. So yeah, so I have the Facebook group, which is called uh, the Confident Cat Parent. I just changed it. It was Confident Cat Guardian, but the Confident Cat Parent. And then also have, if anybody's interested, I created a quiz that's on your cat's personality type. So yeah, if, you, if you're interested in finding out what your cat's personality type is, definitely go ahead and take that quiz. And it's also in my link in my bio. So everything is kind of there. It's an Instagram. And it's furatic, like F-U-R-R-A-T-I-C yes. behavior, right? Yes. So erratic behavior. Um, yeah. And that's like across all platforms. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, I have a Pinterest and I have all these other things, but erratic behavior. That's and we'll it. have those, of course, in the show notes, but it's always good for people to hear. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. And I'll just mention, it's like a three minute quiz and <laughs> cats have, they're like humans. You're not going to, you're not going to share just one, you're not going to be one personality type and that is it. You know what I mean? You're going to have subtleties from other personality types, but I really created it to help people get more of an understanding of their cats. And if you take the quiz on the results page, it gives you some tips and a little bit more insight into that personality type. It's just meant to really help you understand your cat a little bit more and at least have a jumping off point on how to you know, improve their behavior or their life or whatever it is you're looking to do. Right, right, right. Well, thank you so much. I mean, thank honestly, you. we have so many questions for you. So when we, <laughs> and thanks for reminding us that it's a mental health uh, podcast. <laughs> I feel like it was really an afterthought for me anyway. So it's so I mean, like we totally forgot about that. <laughs> Well, I'm like, it's so it's much. just because we are bipolar. So it's like, going <laughs> we are talking about cats, you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. I really just talk about cats. I don't forever. even care what passing my mind. It's like, the cat is more important. Yeah, ca cats are such a big part of my life that there is no division. Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely get that. And I think a lot of people are that way, you know, so hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully yeah. those people find this episode. Oh, yes, they will. Wow. They'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> what a sweetheart. She's such a nice person. Great. Love it. I completely love it. And as I was saying, next time we need to do for our stock show with her. And mm -hmm. that, as you said, will be all about the third season. <laughs>
What I didn't tell to my cat. It can be, isn't it? What a yeah. beautiful show. Why I didn't tell to my cat. <laughs> well, you know, that's going to be your fourth podcast. We can, we nah. can do it. It's all, <laughs> it's all about cats. <laughs> all about cats. Oh, that would be amazing. <sighs> so, where can they find us? Dude. So that was a really big, beautiful breath. <laughs> Where you can find us, so beautiful, crazy people. Well, you can find us in all podcast platforms, in any podcast platforms. But also you can, can connect with us through our Instagram um, profile. That is what I didn't tell to my parent, to my therapist, I always get. <laughs> Ah, anyway, what I didn't tell to my therapist, but at the same time, you can connect also with me through my Instagram profile that is Jude underscore Gorini underscore and your Lila. Yeah, LilaDavis.com is my website, and Instagram is at my piece of sanity with peace as in peace, come, P E A C E. And yes, all the you can find us on. Uh, I'm going to. I've started a YouTube channel. I think I'll add this one on. I think I'll add this to a, this full like, episode. When I look ugly and when I don't you have. You look beautifully. You decided <laughs> to put it on YouTube. You this is like, come on. You're doing purpose. Oh, you're beautiful. <laughs> in my face. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you look beautiful. What's wrong? No, this is what I wanted to hear. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're just fine. What? Like, I'm always oh natural. I'm always looking my funky self, so. No, as you said before, you look like a hot tomato. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't, by the way. Well, thank you for spending your time with us. Crazy, beautiful souls. We'll be seeing you soon. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.